We'd like to welcome you to our current event in weekly Bible study for May 30th, 2010, and another end-time current event in Bible study. The topics we'll be talking about today, we're going to be looking at the North Korean uh, situation, several different points on that, and then also... more updates on the, on the Gulf of uh, Mexico regarding the oil spill. Uh, several different updates regarding that. Really too numerous to mention here. And um, let's see here. Uh, we'll be looking at the potential also regarding this potential evacuation that may be coming uh, regarding Florida. We'll be taking a little bit uh, bigger look at that. We'll be looking at how they also are telegraphing their punches regarding this scenario and how they have done that. Uh, there was a scene from the movie Knowing that had an oil rig explosion in the Gulf of Mexico, and we'll be looking at that a little bit as well. And then some predictions for the rest of 2010 by some top economists and um, other people that... that uh, look at the situations there. Uh, also, a new federal biometric ID card that, that will most likely be coming. Uh, we're going to be looking at some quotes from an actual Satanist regarding the coming New World Order and how it pretty much lines up with, with uh, what we've been reporting on for a long time. We'll also be looking at, uh, toward the end here, that how Muhammad, the, the man that started Islam, actually had a nine-year-old wife that he took to bed. Uh, I believe he married her when she was six, and then he slept with her when she was nine. And this is, you know, this isn't really debatable. These are things that actually happened. Um, And then, um, that's pretty much the study for today. I left out a couple things there, because there's so many topics to cover that there's really no way I can do it in a concise way at the very beginning. Okay, so some Bible verses to start out the lesson here. Regarding the end times, Jesus warned in Matthew twenty four twenty four, where he said, quote, There shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So this is, should be the very thing we're looking for regarding the day and times we're moving into, yet the vast majority of what would call themselves the Christian church, are seeking after signs and wonders, not not realizing that regarding this verse, that this should be the very thing we should be throwing up red flags about. If if, if we're seeking these things, Jesus said that a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So signs and wonders, although God can do them, and God's perfectly capable of doing them, is not something that we should be seeking after. Uh, we need to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God, uh, in the English-speaking language, the King James Bible. And, and again, that's where we need to be putting our faith and our trust and our hope. Not in signs and wonders. If you do that, you're no different than a Catholic who goes after every Marian apparition or every other whatever thing that they claim to be. Or, or people from a lot of other religions. Uh, so, Mark 13.22 says, For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. So, we have another confirmation verse there. 
First Chronicles 12.32 says, And the children of Ishakar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. So, the Bible is commending the children of Issachar because they were men that had understanding of the times. So, are we to be any different? Are we just to walk around in, in some, you know, ignorance is bliss type of mode? Well, the Bible says that, you know, you can be, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then, in Hosea 4, 6, and it goes on to say, Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, and thou shalt be a priest to me no more, and I will also reject thy children. So, when we reject knowledge, we're not only putting our own lives at risk, but we're putting our children's lives as well. But they had understanding the times. Why? To know what Israel ought to do. So the Bible says, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Now, I believe we're right on the cusp of a lot of really horrific things going down. And if you're not sure what to do, you you need to be praying and fasting about these things and um, uh, preparing in that way. I mean, I know I can't, I'm not giving you bad advice. I tell you to pray and fast about something. (laughs) Okay, I know that. So, I know that is always a very safe thing to do, and if you have any doubt, that's where you should most likely start. You know, confess your sins and get right with the Lord and pray and fast and these types of things. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, Acts 20, 31. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So... This is something that, you know, we, we need to really, really bear in mind. So the context of this verse I just read was Paul addressing the Ephesian elders. Some other things that, that he said in regard to this, uh, let's see here. Verse 29, For I know that after my departing, shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. He knew this. He said he knew this. Also of your own selves shall men arise. So people within the church will men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. He knew after he departed that these people were almost like laying in wait. And they were just waiting for their time to arise. They weren't going to say anything when Paul was there, evidently, because they knew that Paul would expose them. But, once he left, he knew that this was going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. Uh, And then it says, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So, warning people was a really big emphasis for Paul. And it was for all the disciples and and Jesus Christ himself. So it is something that, you know, we don't hear a lot about in the modern day 501c3 corporate church typically because that's not what they're about. Most of the time they're about tickling your ears and telling you everything's going to be great and, you know, we're going to escape, you know, whatever and we're not going to suffer and, and all these other things. And I'm not saying God's not capable of protecting us. Uh, but we should also be warned about the evil that's coming. And um, 
the Bible says in Ezekiel 3 and 33 that the watchman is supposed to warn when he sees the, the sword coming to the city. If he doesn't warn, then their blood will be upon his hands. So that's all I've ever claimed to be is watchman. And I believe to a certain extent that all pastors and even teachers and these types of people should to a certain extent be watchmen. Um, I mean, Paul said, watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. He was warning them all the time. Well, that's pretty much what this ministry is in place to do. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Now this is something that we really all need to really, particularly the men in the church, watch, okay, and which most of them aren't. I mean, most most men in, this, in the typical, uh, I guess, church of America and, and worldwide, they're not really watching. They're just uh, they're going by whatever their pastor's telling them. And their pastor's not really doing a whole lot to warn them most of the time. Not every time, but most of the time. And that's why the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. When you trust in man, and you make flesh your arm, then the logical byproduct of that is that your heart is going to depart from the Lord. It may not happen the first day, but it will happen over time. That was Jeremiah 17.5. So it says, stand fast in the faith. And in order to stand fast in the faith, you have to have faith. Okay, so it's very important. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So in order to build your faith... Hear the word of God. Read it, listen to it, meditate on it, these types of things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith is really, when you boil it down, what almost all of this comes down to regarding enduring to the end and and, uh, watching and standing fast in the faith and, and, and enduring like a good soldier and it has to do with faith. It really does. It says, quit you like men, which means that word quit in the King James means to behave. Be- quit you like men, be strong. Don't be a wimp, in other words. First Thessalonians 5, 6. Let us, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, which is really the norm in the typical uh, church setting. Okay, not all, like I said, but for the most part, I would say, the corporate 501c3 Church of America is my perspective. But let us watch and be sober. Again, it says we're supposed to watch and to be sober. And again, then we have the verse, um, Ephesians 5.11 and 13-16, through Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, and again, that word reprove in the, in the Noah Webster 1828 means to blame, to convince a fall, or to make it manifest. Or to excite a sense of guilt. We're supposed to reprove the works of darkness, and that's pretty much what this ministry is set up to do. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light, wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest. Again, we have a lot of things about how we're not supposed to be asleep. We're supposed to watch, be sober. We're not supposed to be sleeping that these days come upon us and we're unaware of these things. And arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See that you walk circumspectly. That word is defined as cautiously, 
with watchfulness in every way, with attention to guard against surprise or danger. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So people, a lot of times people will say, oh, all you got to ever do is preach the gospel, preach the gospel. I'm real big on, on, that's my main thrust as far as wanting to see people get saved. And every time I send out an email, there's links in there on, on, on how to get saved. I've done whole teachings on that. But there's other, there's, there's different ministries and there's different ways you can present the gospel. Um, and I found that a, uh, a really great way to do it is in the context of the, of the current events and the end time um, Bible studies that we're doing because it's very real. A lot of times it's very easy to relate. Oh, wow, this is what the current event says and this is what the Bible says and this current event occurs what the Bible says is going to happen. And then you can lead them to the Lord based on that. So there's different ways people can be led to the Lord and everybody's got their own little niche. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeem means to like buy back. And redeeming the time because the days are evil, and definitely the days are evil where we're at here. Uh, let's see. And Second Timothy 4, 5, again, But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. So, again, these are just some confirmation verses uh, regarding, you know, all of us. What, just some things to think about. Let's go ahead and get into the first article here today. This is from Cutting Edge. Uh, it's entitled, Suddenly North Korea's Talking War. The Illuminati plan for World War III includes a very serious, very frightening uh, nuclear confrontation in the Korean Peninsula. Listen to the exact language that the Illuminati has used. Now, this is from Peter Lemeshore uh, in the book he wrote called The Armageddon Script, page 223. And he says, The script has now been written. A hair-raising confrontation in Korea may, toward the, ends of, may toward the, towards the end of the period, threaten man's very survival. So, again, we've got a lot of different things. We've got Albert Pike's vision, uh, his demonic vision of three world wars. We've already had two. We know there's going to be another one, and most likely on the heels of that war, the Antichrist is going to rise, or during it, the Antichrist will arise, and he will he will act as though he is the man of peace, as the Bible uh, kind of talks about, and he's going to have all the answers, and he's going to be able to figure all this out and unite the people and, and put an end to the war. But before that happens, uh, and Jesus Christ said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and things of this nature, and um, we're not supposed to be, uh, you know, all broken up over all that because the Bible said it was going to be that way. Okay, it's just confirming the Word of God. Uh, but what this high-level New Age is saying is the script has now been written, meaning these things are scripted. All the wars that we've had—World War One, World War Two, uh, Vietnam, Korea—listen, these were contrived. Okay, and. The people that contrived them were the ones that were in control of the money, okay, Re- surrounding the wars. And it's been proven how Prescott Bush, George Bush's grandfather, was integrally involved in World War II and, and with Nazi Germany and these types of things. Um, these are things that they contrive. 
and they make. And this Korean War, evidently, according to this high-level New Ager, was written into the script a long time ago. Okay, so let's go further. North Korea has made this threat many times before, but never after her naval forces have just sunk an enemy warship. Now, we're going to look at that. Was the actual warship actually sunk by the North Koreans? We're going to look at that as well. Uh, this is from Press TV, May 20th, and it's entitled North Korea Warns of an All-Out War. It, North Korea, which is accused of sinking a South Korean ship, has warned that it would launch an all-out war should an act of retaliation come about. If South Korea tries to deal any retaliation or punishment, or if they try sanctions or a strike on us, we will answer this with an all-out war. North Korean naval spokesman Colonel Pak In-ho was quoted by the Associated Press as saying on Thursday, even though North Korea is noted for its extreme hyperbole, the statement that they will go to an all-out war striking, historically in the immediate buildup of a major confrontation, leaders of both sides begin to ratchet up public rhetoric. Notice the threat here that North Korea is threatening to launch war even if sanctions were applied. Uh, this too is an increase in rhetoric. And an, an international inspection team has determined that a North Korean torpedo which hit and destroyed uh, hit and destroyed a South Korean war vessel. Uh, an inquiry conducted by an international team of civilians and military conceded earlier on Thursday that a torpedo fired by a North Korean submarine had sunk the Chinoan on March 26, killing 46 South Korean sailors. Uh, in a normal scenario leading to an all-out war, one or more of the belligerents severed diplomatic ties. Now, next article, again, it's from Press TV. This is from May 25th. It's entitled, North Korea, North Korea to Sever All Ties with South Korea. North Korea says it will cut off all ties with Seoul or South Korea as the crisis over the sinking of the South Korean warship n near a disputed sea border escalates. The North Korean Central News Agency said on Tuesday that North Korea was to ban all South Korean ships and planes from its territorial waters in airspace. Therefore, the crisis has two elements not seen in past crises. Number one, North Korea's sinking of a South Korean war vessel. Number two, North Korea has severed diplomatic ties with South Korea. So, this ends by saying, Therefore, the crisis has all the earmarks of escalating upward to a point when someone pulls the trigger engulfing the entire region in the flames of war. Um, and again, it's, like I said, this has been, uh, some prominent New Agers have predicted this for quite a while. Next article is, uh, President Obama ordered the American military to prepare for war on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, this is from Reuters, May 24th. It's a news brief entitled, Obama tells military prepare for North Korean aggression. President Barack Obama has directed the U.S. military to coordinate with South Korea to ensure readiness and to deter future aggression from North Korea, the White House said on Monday. The United States gave strong backing to plans by South Korean President Lee Myung-bak to um, punish North Korea for sinking one of its naval ships. The United States has about 28,000 troops in South Korea to provide military support. The two Koreas are still technically at war and have more than 1 million troops near their border. I mean, they're still technically at war, evidently, from all the way back from the Korean War. When the President of the United States issues such an order, tensions will arise further. We note that as we read the wording of the Illuminati plan above, that the scripted nuclear confrontation on the Korean Peninsula will take place toward the end of this period. 
what end of this period does the quote have in mind? Now, that's the quote I read earlier by Peter Lemachur. The end of the period just prior to the appearance of Antichrist is what Cutting Edge is saying. And um, Cutting Edge also believes the world is getting very close to the final global war, which will stage the Antichrist to come on the world scene. And again, it could be, if it's World War III, it's most likely going to be uh, a war in that area, which the Chinese could get involved with that, and Russia, who knows, and then in the Middle East as well, to boot. And that would be primarily over Israel and all the other Arab nations. And China and Russia could get involved with that as well. Um so that would be all the qualifications we would need for World War III. It's most likely the most, I think it's the most likely scenario. Um, I think that when the trigger is pulled on this, in order to instill maximum terror in the global populace, they're going to have these wars going on in as many fronts as they can have them going on. And then what could be in conjunction with that is some type of false flag nuclear event on American soil, that that could even be the, the thing that um, starts it off, or either, either in conjunction. So a lot of different scenarios here. The Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne, and ultimately these are things that we shouldn't be wringing our hands about, but praying about. But it's going to come a point when, you know, you always pray, may the Lord's will be done and not my own. And at some point, I believe it's going to be the Lord's will to let this happen. And... Um, and it's going to fulfill scripture, that's why I say that. U.S. military alert level raised in Seoul. 24 stealth fighters, jets ready. This is um, International News Korea, May 29th. The U.S. military has raised its alert level for South Korean troops and has placed 24 stealth fighter jets within easy reach of the Korean Peninsula, according to U.S. military sources. The sources deny that such actions were taken as a reaction to North Korea's threat of confrontation and an all-out war, but confirm that the stealth fighter jets may participate in an upcoming joint anti-submarine exercise between the U.S. and South Korean military personnel. Now, I will have, as I do every week, I'll have this available in PDF format on contendingfortruth.com. When you go there, click on, there's a uh, little tab in the uh, upper left corner, I believe it's like Teachings Audio, click on that, and the teachings are there. With the little PDF tab, you can play the teachings right there um, off the website. There's other websites, too, that do offer the teachings online, but that's the, it'll be up there first. And um, I will also send this out to my newsletter list, the whole uh, thing for today, the whole teaching for today. So you can have that, you can have the links, you can research this and, and find out uh, more if you like. So let's go further. Then next one is Gulf of Tonkin Redux. Did an American mine actually sink the South Korean ship? Uh, this is an editor's note. This is from New America Media, also from May 29th. It says, the sinking of the Chinoan, which is the ship in uh, uh, South Korean ship, the sinking of the Chinoan took place in South Korean waters dominated by a joint U.S.-Korean base for anti-submarine warfare operations. An area in North Korea admits it does not have the technology to penetrate with its submarines. It is speculated that the USNS Salvor was laying bottom mines in the area, and a rising mine was inadvertently released. If indeed it was an American rising mine that sank the Chinoan, it would constitute a friendly fire accident. 
Or was it a Gulf of Tonkin incident intended to provide a pretext to blame North Korea? Either way, don't expect the corporate media to report on this. In other words, is, is this something we staged? Which, when I hear something like this, that's the first thing I think of. Just like the oil spill, just like 9-11, just like these others, when we have these major breaking news events and, and with these declarations like this, the first thing I think of is a staged event. Uh, going further, are, are we once again going back to an old recipe already used twice in the last hundred years. The economy is tanking, so let's fix it and turn people's attention with staging another war as the only proven business, writes Macedonian International News Agency. So in other words, a lot of times war is created in order to get our eyes off the economy or something going on at home and get our eyes focused on some other external thing, and in this case would be a North Korean-South Korean war that most likely America would be involved in. South Korean Prime Minister... Lee Mung-bak has claimed, quote, overwhelming evidence that a North Korean torpedo sank the Corvette Chinoan. Now, I didn't realize it was a Corvette. It was a boat shaped like a Corvette. And it was out there on the water, and it was going around. must be kind of funny looking out there. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, that's what they call it. They call it a Corvette. The Corvette Chinoan. And uh, kind of weird. Kind of throw you off there. Anyway, it sank the Corvette Chinoan. On March 26, killing 46 sailors, um, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Hillary Clinton, sorry, claimed that there is quote overwhelming re- evidence in favor of the theory that the North Koreans sank the South Korean naval warship Chinoan. But the articles of proof presented so far by the military investigators to an official inquiry board have been scanty and inconsistent. Uh, as far as I know, the North Koreans are denying this. But, you know, the way that North Korea is portrayed, you know, uh, who's going to believe them? You know, if that's the case, because they're portrayed about as negatively as any country on the face of the planet. You know, that leader they got there, he's he's something else. Um but there is another possibility that the U.S. rising mine sank the Chinoan in a friendly fire accident. Uh, I don't think it would have been an accident. I don't believe anything at this level is an accident anymore. Things are too tightly controlled, and again, I've said this before, but their motto, they're going to bring in the New World Order, and they're going to bring it in through chaos. Okay? Uh, a newt coeptus novus order, ordo secorum which is in the back of your dollar bill, you know, which is surrounding the pyramid, and on top of the pyramid is the all-knowing eye of Lucifer or Horus, on the 13, being rebellion, 13-step pyramid, not quite uncapped, but that capstone is coming down. What they're, what they're wanting to birth is what Anut Coeptus Novus Ordus Socorro means is announcing the birth of the new world order. Okay? So what they're trying to do is birth this into existence. And it is going to come through chaos. Chaos that they will create, and yes, chaos that the Lord Jesus Christ is letting them create. Uh, You look in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and this is part also of the strong delusion that God said he was going to send. You know, and and it's, it's just part of that. 
So it shouldn't be something that takes us by surprise or that we're unaware of or that, oh, wow, I never heard this before. Unfortunately, most people and most people that call themselves Christians are going to, you know, be taken totally unaware by these events that are coming. And um, I think that that is really going to be one of the main things that truly initiates the, the falling away or the apostasy that Second Thessalonians chapter 2 talks about. And then it says, and then that wicked will be revealed. The Antichrist, capital W, that wicked will be revealed. The man of sin, you know, the son of perdition. So this is what we should be looking for. And um, this is why the Bible says to watch and to not sleep and to be sober and to be a good soldier and to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints because of these very things. And um, let's go further. This next article is entitled Primetime TV is now getting into the act of preparing the public for a future declaration that the real danger to our freedoms is a domestic, naturally born American citizen. This is from Prison Planet. It says, CBS propaganda ploy. Conspiracy theorists are anti-American and domestic terrorists. Now, this would be me and most likely most of you. We're conspiracy theorists. We're just, this is just a theory. My whole ministry is just a theory, okay? Now, the problem is, is out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established, and we've had, you know, News story after news story after news story over this three-plus-year period since this ministry started, or maybe it's getting near four at this point, where we've had confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that also lines up with the Bible. So, at some point, it's not a conspiracy anymore, it's just a fact, and we're just waiting for all the details to play out. A primetime CBS show that aired last week featured a notable example of so-called propaganda placement, where a talking point is inserted into the plot in order to shape public perception, often at the behest of the government. CSI's New York episode, this is a popular TV show, entitled Point of View, featured a character who researches, quote, conspiracy theories, such as the deliberate dispersal of potentially dead, dangerous chemtrails into the atmosphere, and we reported on this many times. You know, I'm, everything they're spraying on us, I'm sure it's all good. We, we can trust them, right? And again, I've, I've reported on the chemtrail issue many, many times. Uh, do you remember when the term domestic terrorist was coined and by whom? Attorney General, uh, all of our favorites, I'm sure, Janet Reno and President Bill Clinton invented this term in 1999, making it quite clear uh, that as planned terrorism unfolded, the ultimate target was not the Islamic follower, but an American citizen. We have tried to make this fact quite plain since 9-11. So far, very few people have listened, but more and more people are beginning to pay attention, which means that a concerted campaign to vilify and isolate and then imprison all dissidents as a domestic terrorist. This is why it's important to try to wake as many people up as possible, because the more people that are woken up to the truth, the harder it is for them to implement this as well. Please read full details of the Clinton-Reno anti-terrorist program. They give you two different links here that you can click on. And most likely, uh, with Cutting Edge, it is a subscription of like $25 per year to read all their articles. Not just their their newsletters, I think, are free to read, but these newsletters aren't. Um, But it's well worth it. I mean, you've got some really good news. I don't agree with every single thing Cutting Edge says, 
nor I'm sure that they would agree with everything I say. I, in fact, I don't agree with everything any particular ministry says all the time. The Bible says that we see through a glass, but darkly, and then face to face. So we, we're looking through a glass darkly. Nobody has it all figured out. Nobody's the big grand poobah of all knowledge, and, and you know, I am above reproach, and, you know, we're not, nobody's all there, okay? This is why it's important that we maintain humility before God and pray that God guide us and God direct us and that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that imparts the true knowledge and that we stay in the Word of God uh, because what we're trying to do is, is to be as undeceived as possible, okay? All of us are still deceived on different levels. I, I learn new stuff every day, pretty much being up on the computer that I wasn't aware of. Well, that tells me that there was something I was deceived about the day before. I'm just saying that it's a good way to look at things and humility. The Bible also says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So judging our own selves is very important because if we start getting a lot, the, the temptation is when we get a lot of this knowledge, knowledge puffeth up, as the Bible says. So we've got to be real careful because pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction when knowledge puffs you up and the pride enters in, you start thinking, well, I'm, you know, I know more than 99.9% of all Christian people who call themselves Christians. I'm, I'm something else. Well, you know, the only thing I say about myself is that if I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. <laughs> that's, about, that's about all I feel about myself. Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his sacrifice on the cross and his finished work on the cross to save our souls because if it wasn't for that, you know, that's all I deserve. That's that's it, okay? And if you look at one of the few times in the Bible where God was ever pleased, it was with Solomon's prayer. And the Bible says that, you know, it basically humbled himself as a little child. And he, he says, I am as but a little child. I know not whether to come in or go out. Please give me the wisdom to, go, to guide this people. I'm paraphrasing. But... You need to humble yourself before the Lord. Um, he, the Bible says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So we want God's grace. We want God's protection in these types of things. And um, a lot of the, the prayers that are in Psalms are actually praying for God's protection. And praying that God's, God judge the wickedness going on because if wickedness prospers, people don't get saved when wickedness prospers. But when God judges wickedness, the Bible said, All men will see and fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing, and that the righteous will be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart will glory. That's Psalm 64. So when God judges wickedness, it's always a good byproduct. We pray for the wicked, if it be possible, that their souls be saved. Okay, But God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who's going to save and who's not going to get saved. The Bible calls that the true wicked are vessels of wrath fitted for God's destruction in Hebrews. That word fitted means to, they were prepared for God's destruction. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. I don't really understand all that. But that's what the Bible says. And it's something to bear in mind about, you know, in the day and times we're going in, we, we, there's a lot of wickedness and wicked people out there. And it's not our, our job to decide who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Pray for them all. But when God judges wickedness, the, the effect is always positive. Always. So, 
Again, I've done a whole teaching on imprecatory prayers in Psalm 64, and um, you can uh, just go up to, uh, but probably the easiest way to find is go up to YouTube, type in Scott Johnson, and then either prayer or imprecatory, and, and you'll find them. You'll find just about any teaching, I've, a subject I've done a teaching on up there. They're also in the archive section on my website, but they're not in any kind of searchable format, but you can find them, they're all, they're all up there. In, on the uh, teachings audio tab, you'll see an archive button. Okay, so let's see here. Let's go further. This is how the white. Now we're going to talk about the Gulf here. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into, into the Gulf teaching now. I'm going to do a separate part for this because I kind of like to keep these things separate. So we'll go to. Um, part two next, and also want to thank everyone that's that's donated to um, the ministry here, and uh, I, I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you, everyone that's praying for this ministry. I I, I can't thank you enough, and uh, I, I just pray the Lord Jesus Christ bless you, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you.